Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. Today we have Jake Stenziano and Gino Barbro on today. Jake Stenziano is an Amazon number one best-selling author of Wheelbarrow Profits. He currently controls 1,500 units of multifamily. He is the co-founder of Jake and Gino, and he has over $100 million in assets under management. Gino Barbro is the other co-founder of Jake and Gino. He's a father of six children, 25 years as a restaurant owner, graduate of the IPEC Life Coaching Program, and also has $100 million of assets under management. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, Kyle. Super cool to have both of you guys in the same uh, spot. So I'm going to ask you kind of how did you guys get from where you were at the start to where you are now? Wow. That's a long question. That's, that's a, you know what? That could be a half hour of itself. Let me break it down to everybody. I've been working on this for the last few days. I, I like to call it the four phases of financial freedom, and it really ties into own your own time. So I'll go into this real quick, but I want everyone to picture phase one is right now, you're young, you're old, you're struggling. You're going to decide in this phase, focus, let's make it happen. It is go time. What do I need to do in this first phase? Emergency fund. Put away 500 bucks to 1,000 bucks in emergency, fund, in emergency fund. Next, three to six months of savings. Next, start saving for financial freedom account, 10%. You see all these little tools and these tasks that you need to start doing? You need to decide. And in this first phase, you may pick up a first investment. It may be great. It may be scary. But this first phase is the hard phase. You're diving into it, right? Phase two, all of a sudden, your passive income is greater than your expenses. This is a scary phase because you're like, wow. I've got enough money coming in where I can actually quit my job. I can leave what I'm doing and I can go into something else. And this is where the reticulator activating device in your brain oh, is off. You like that, Jake? And it says to myself, I've got all these opportunities. I never saw that red car driving by, but now I see it because I have the opportunity in front of me. So this is freaking awesome. I love this go time. You can stay in this phase. You can go on vacation. You can do whatever you want. But most people that hit phase two accelerate into phase three, which is what I call abundance versus scarcity mindset. You're living your sole purpose in phase three. You're rocking and rolling. You've got a really substantial net worth. I would say maybe, you know, you know, high seven figures, low eight figures. This is the point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to go out and buy the Lambo. I don't mind spending 100 grand on a purchase because I can do it, right? But this is where you're really contributing, giving back this phase three. I love this phase. This is where I, me and Jay currently are. Now, phase four, take it to the ultimate level. You want to buy the jet. You want to buy the yacht. You want to buy the whatever sports team, whatever you want to do. This is where you want to buy an island. This is where you know, the ultra rich are. And there is no right or wrong phase. I want everyone to get out of that first phase. You need to decide what phase you want to get into. And that's how Jake and I met. Jake and I met. I was in phase one back in 2009. I was stuck there. I had three streams of revenue back then. Now, fast forward to today, I have over 23 streams of revenue. And all I did was progress through the phases. Phase three, we're hitting it. All of a sudden, we call it the reinvest and roll phase. It's the snowball phase. And now people are out there like, I, I can't even think of getting there. All you need to do is set the plan, focus on it, really commit to yourself and say, I want to become financially free. And by saying those words, you're activating your subconscious to start working towards that and to start taking those actions. Just go back to what I said on phase one and start taking those baby steps. Fall in love with your actions, not the results. If you go through those phases the way I laid them out, you put in a hard work, it's a three to five year plan. Once I committed with Jake back in 2011, in five years, March of 2016, I quit the restaurant. So if I can do it, a pizza guy can do it, and a drug rep can do it, anybody can do it. You know, Gina, we also, not to sound cliche, but I think there was a huge challenging of the status quo. Uh, we did not fall in line with 
you know, the, we did initially, it was, Hey, go to school, go to college, go get a job, put the money into retirement, wait till you're 65, kick your feet up for a few years and then die. That's the plan that's laid out for everybody. And we challenged that. Um, you know, I became a critical thinker and maybe you always have been a critical thinker, but I know over time by educating myself, uh, I became a critical thinker and, and I wasn't accepting of the, the spoon feeding that, that is given to us. And, and I think that's key uh, because if you want to have results that are not in alignment with the path that I just laid out, you have to do things differently. So that means pulling your, you know, yourself up from the bootstraps and, and making it happen. We believe that education times action equals results. I'm not hating on education. I think education is key, but what kind of education are you getting? Are you, are you going, are you plugging yourself in the system and you know, spitting yourself out into the nine to five job and then hoping for that you know, 65 retirement? Or are you getting educated on things that actually work that will produce results and set you free for life? So I think that, that is the big difference. And getting that education on the front end, and, and fortunately I found Gino and that's where my education came from. Um, we put it to action and it got us in the game as entrepreneurs and we worked really hard. There's, there's no sugarcoating this. We busted our asses um, you know, for, even to this day, look, Corona hits, boom, we're in the middle of it. We've been working 12, 14 hour days since, since this thing came out because we had to pull the e-brake. Our business changed overnight. We went from doing, you know, regular tours on our properties to now it's virtual tours. Now everything has changed. All our policies and procedures changed. So, you know, like that, our whole world was upended, but we figured it out. And we made it happen. So that's where the hard work comes in. And, you know, we didn't really get into much of our story, but look, it, it started with a 25 unit apartment complex. We, we, you know, busted our asses and, uh, and, you know, fortunately we're today, we're sitting over 1600 units. So but Kyle, I think the other important thing is, uh, what I'm doing with my children, I have a daughter who's in college and my son's going to become a, a freshman next year. So I advocate going to college for the right degree. She's in youth ministry. She loves that passion. She's in philosophy. She wants to do that. My son is going to go into business. I am both telling them and I actually signed them up for coaching, life coaching. So they're going to both going to take life coaching because and personal development at that young of an age because I want them to have clarity. Just like you, you're 20 years old. I know you're in college. You're UC Davis, probably paying a ton of money to go to college. You're like, this is not for me. You still got massively educated by reading two books a week. Am I right? And that's what I want my children to do. I want my children to have the clarity and decide for themselves, what do I want to do? If at that young age, you can learn those life coaching skills, asking people questions, listening to people, worrying about your levels of energy and how you're actually dealing with the coronavirus when it hits. Is it my fault? What was me? No, I want my kids to become responsible and take action. That's the only reason why Jake and I have been able to work through this because we're responsible for ourselves. We can blame anything exterior. What happens is usually in the interior, in your mind, that's where our limiting beliefs limit us. That's why you have to build a framework. You have to build a plan and you have to stick to the plan. 100%. And I think you guys made a bunch of good points. So I'm going to try to summarize a couple of them. Um, number one would be that college isn't really a bad option. And like you said, I went to college, I did end up dropping out. And mm -hmm. um, but like you said, it's it's education times action. And the action is really the most important thing. But get some skills, though. I got yeah, I got a bleep and I'm, I feel like swearing right now a phys ed degree. What the hell is that going to do for me? I was going to be a phys ed teacher. What a waste of time and money. And, and like, you know, the, anyways, sorry, carry on, sir. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, and then I also wanted to break down the RAS comment from Gino, which is a really important point. People sometimes just hear that and it's kind of become a buzz thing. But if you really think about what the reticular activating system does, and this is one of the only good things I got from college because I studied neurobiology. Um, but basically, 
The fact is we only get to experience reality through a very small window of light that comes through our eye. And the first thing that interacts with that light is your reticular activating system. So essentially your only idea of the reality around you is a very small window of light. So you have to kind of filter and fill in the gaps with some part of your brain. And that part of your brain is the reticular activating system. So if you can change the questions you ask yourself, you can actually change your entire objective reality. And it all starts with that, you know, like you said, saying out loud that you want to be financially free completely changes that filter. Um, and then it completely changes your entire um, perception of reality. But I want to get into the fact that it took you guys two years to get your first deal. I really want you guys just to dig into that um, and let people know the hard work that it takes to actually get started. So for us, I mean, we like to call a reticular activating device the flux capacitor. That's what we like to call it. I mean, back to the future, it's just a lot simpler. And I think that's an important point. We live in the subconscious. Our mind is 95% of our, of our actions throughout the day are subconscious. Our when we become conscious is when Jake and I get on this call and we're really active and we're really using our conscious mind and we're brainstorming and we're masterminding and we're thinking about solutions. That's why having your level of energy really raised and your high emotions at a real high level, you will become more creative. Everyone's afraid right now. There are no solutions being created right now because everyone's afraid. Everyone's in that negative energy. That's really important, everybody. Be conscious. Surround yourself with amazing people. Challenge yourself to be with smarter people. Let your ego go. You don't have to be right. Let other people be right, but follow them. And that's what happened with Jake and myself. We both didn't know what we were doing. We just knew what we wanted. I knew he was going to be an awesome partner because he works his ass off. I knew he was going to be an awesome partner because he had unwavering ethics. He had a growth mindset. He had to make it happen. All the core values that we share. So in 2011, he decides to leave uh, New York goes down to Knoxville, Tennessee. I didn't know where it was. I whip out the, the computer. I'm looking on LoopNet and the deals look great. I'm like, wow, these deals may make sense down here. Um, I didn't know anything about job growth. I didn't know anything about population growth, but I knew Jake was going to be boots on the ground. He gets down there. We start buying, we start looking at deals. 18 months getting rejected. Jake's going into broker's offices, getting kicked out of there because we think that we are the ones that are supposed to be served by the brokers instead of us knowing that the brokers are the gatekeepers. Once a broker sent us the deal after 18 months, I had been getting coached. I had mentors. I knew how to underwrite the deals. I sort of knew about the markets, but that first deal was hard because we didn't have the credibility. We didn't really know what we were looking for. We didn't have the criteria. We didn't have a credibility book that we teach, but we had desire and we had a broker who was actually helping us out on that first deal. And for us, the reason why it took 18 months is we didn't have the clarity. We weren't sure what kind of asset classes. We knew multifamily, but we had a little shiny object syndrome. We would know what we were actually looking for. So for us, that first 25 unit property was just awesome. It was figuring it out too. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're, we're so big on education because you can shorten the learning curve. We were out there banging our head against the wall saying, why is this not working? Why is this not working? And it was because what Gino said, it was mindset. We were confused on the, the relationship. The broker actually has the gold and we want to get the gold. So we need to prove our credibility. We need to you know, sell the broker on why we're going to get the deal closed. That was a huge epiphany that we were totally screwing up on. Uh, we didn't have a credibility book in the beginning. We created a credibility book because we realized we were getting rejected because we were viewed as having a lack of credibility. So we worked on our credibility. We worked on our mindset. And over the, that you know roughly two-year period, we figured the shit out. We didn't know what we were doing. And so it was just it was constant rejection and then pivot. You know That's entrepreneurship. You, you run into a wall. Why can't I get over this wall? Okay, I'm going to pivot. I got to make a ladder. I got to dig under the wall. I got to do something. And that's what it took. And it was a two-year learning experience to figure it out. So. And Kyle, that's why I created the Jake and Gino community, because I know there's two things that will make anyone successful. Once you start identifying with what you want, 
once we started identifying as multifamily investors and not just the pizza guy and the drug rep, like you said, the RAS, you start filtering things and you start saying, I'm a multifamily investor. What do I need to do as a multifamily investor? What are the actions? Well, we need to talk to brokers. We need to property tour. We need to underwrite deals. We need to start looking for vendors. All those things that you need to start doing, once again, fall in love with those actions, start creating the process that will get you those results. And the other thing about the Jake and Gino community is the environment. I had an environment with Jake, but I didn't have that much more of an environment. I wanted to be around other people and other people in the industry. And to me, that's really important. You know, I, I don't remember what Tony Robbins quote exactly, but I think he says the success in life is, you know, the expectations of your peer group. If, you're, if you want to become healthy, you hang around with people who go out to the gym. If you want to become a vegan, you hang out with other vegans. If you want to become a multifamily investor, you don't hang around with your mom or your mom or my mom and say it's too risky. You hang around with other people who are, will actually promote you, right? I mean, you have the same story as me. I had 200 units. I didn't tell my mom. I saw my mom every day. I worked with her. She did not know because I knew she would pull me down. That RS, she'd be telling me, it's too risky. It's too risky. And I didn't need that at that time. I wish I had a community like the Jake and Gino community at that time. I think our learning curve and our actually ability to close deals would have been a lot quicker. And it allows you to incubate yourself with like-minded individuals instead of Gino's mom telling him, you have six kids, it's risky, don't do it. Mm -hmm. you know, or, or my friends that, you know, at the time that were just, hey, let's go out and get drunk every weekend. You can't surround yourself with that. You have to incubate yourself in a community that's going to support you and prop you up. Um, you, you know, even this, uh, we're going through Corona right now. Our team has a, a trivia, um, a multifamily trivia going on this Friday as, as a happy hour virtually. So it's like, where are you, where are you going to get that? Okay, you know, it's, it's surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that are, that are going to pull you through. So, Yeah, and speaking of community, I think that's probably one of the best things that you guys have created. And I want to ask, how did you go about getting so many good people in your group, especially some of the people like Josh and some of the other people in your group that are just amazing individuals, and they really represent your personality. So how did you go about finding those people and vetting those people? So for me, uh, I read Garrett Gunderson's book, and it really struck on a lot of different levels, Killing Sacred Cows. Really important book. I think everyone should check it out. Abundance versus scarcity mindset, living your sole purpose. I think we attract not what we want, but what we are. And years ago when I was at the restaurant, I would get crappy employees because maybe I was a crappy boss. And it's one of those things when you become conscious and you say to yourself, wow, it's on me. I've got to become a better person. I've got to become a better boss. I've got, I have to become a better business person. So when I started Jake and Gino, I was really quote unquote financially free. And I'm, my main purpose on that was just to start helping other people and start creating this community. And I just started life coaching people. And I really loved that. And I started attracting quality people. And I started attracting people that were family people. They weren't just out there trying to get rich in three months. I'm not driving around a Lambo. I'm not a get rich kind of kind of person like Jake and I, we always stress how important it is, how it took us 18 months. And I think people started seeing that. And I think being genuine and really helping others and adopting the go-giver mentality of Bob Berg, I'm out there to help other people. I'm going to give as much as I can. People love that. They resonate with that and they want to give back. And I think people want to be part of a community, part of something greater. And I think that's what happened. And it started out small. We, we, we took Josh on, we started selling a little bit of education. We started doing one, we started doing one, you know, online 
event. Then we did a little boot camp. Then we did a money mixer and then another one. And then it started growing. And then the whole idea, Kyle, is just to continue. We're multifaceted and we are vertically integrated. So we know all aspects of the business. So we can teach it. We're still investing. And I think that's important to put out tons of comment, a content. And like Jake said, now we have a weekly lesson. We have an ask me everything every week. We have, a, we have that virtual, you know, uh, on Friday nights. So there's so many different things that we're putting out and we're putting out great content. And I think people love to be around that kind of, that kind of energy and that kind of focus. And it's our core values. I, I can let Jake dive into the core values, but really have to flesh core values and our mission statement and live by that every day. And as a leader, you have to be able to say, you know what, if your core values make it happen, I'm packing books. If that has to happen, I'm out there, I'm writing thank you cards. I need to do that because you're the leader. Yeah, and we're in the business. I mean, our main business is we own multifamily apartments if we, and we've documented our process and our systems. And it, it was all about fulfillment. You know, everything that we do is we're not good marketers, but everything that we do is about fulfillment for the education platform. And earlier I said that education times action, you know, will equal your results. I meant that as that will get you in the game. That'll get you your first deal, okay? But you asked about culture, really. And once you're in the game, it's about people, systems, and culture. And so our focus day in and day out is, is around our people, making sure we're putting people first, you know, alluded to core values. It's about our culture. We're creating a culture that we believe in, that we want to be surrounded with. We're having people on the team that, that live those core values of, of people first and make it happen in extreme ownership. So th those, are, those are the core values. And so that's the people that, that we're looking for. We want to work with people that want to be here, that align with the core values. We hire and fire based on those core values. And every time someone's not a fit, you can point to one, two, or three core values that it's like, hey, this is why they're not a good fit. And everyone's like, we get it. And so, you know, you go through the performance improvement plan, whatever you need to do. And usually those people will self, you know, select and remove themselves because they realize they're not the right fit for the culture. And, that, and that's Jake. all we're trying to do here. That's important because so, it's part of the yeah. Jake and Gino community too. When yep. we sign somebody on, they go through a process of really extensive sales process. We want them to work with us. But we want to be able to work with them also. And when they come into the community, if they're not up to it, if they're here to get rich quick or they don't adopt the family ideals or not even family ideals, but even just part of that community ideals and part of the growth mindset and part of, hey, this is going to be a lot of work, they will self-select and say, hey, this is not for me. And they'll just fall by the wayside, which is, that's an excellent point, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So one of the last questions here is, you guys have a thing called RAND Capital and your management company is called RAND as well. Can you explain the significance behind RAND and how Atlas Shrugged, that book, has really shaped your guys' business principles? Yeah, it goes back to being objective. Uh, you know, the philosophy is, is objectivism and it's, it's based on, you know, we talked about critical thinking earlier and being an independent thinker. And if, if you look at it, the people that are making it happen right now, it's the producers in our society, right? We, we got a little Rand Man kicking over here. But it's, you, you can't be, um, you know, fall into victimhood. You know, you need to step up as a leader and, you know, especially times like this when, when you know, everyone feels like the world is falling apart. You can't rely on anyone but yourself. And that's, that, that, at the end of the day, we're here to serve. You know, we want to be the Chick-fil-A of apartments, but that's where the philosophy came from. And, and that's why we've, you know, dedicated the names of our companies, uh, you know, to the book because it made a huge impact on my life. I remember years ago reading it, had zero apartment units at the time. Um, at the time Gino and I started getting together, I read the book. It made a huge impact, you know, on me and realized that if, if you know, I'm going to grow something, I need to be a producer. We need to take 100% responsibility for everything that we, that we do, and we need to add value to others. That's the currency. And, you know, people say, oh, money's evil. 
look, money is a tool for trade. Okay. If, if something's evil, it's the person that's using the money incorrectly or trying to achieve it in, in a way that is, uh, that is evil or they're, they're, you know, applying greed. We're all about value for value here. Okay. We're going to add it more value than we ever seek in, in, in return. And, and that's, you know, what we do as producers. So in the book, it's pretty crazy. We're living these times right now. I mean, I was watching TV with my kids last night and a politician comes on and they want rent cancellation. They want to cancel rent. So I turned to my kids and I said, what would that, what would happen if someone doesn't pay their rent? I said, that means the landlord can't pay his bills. He can't pay his taxes. So all of a sudden they can't clean the streets. The public schools go under and state goes bankrupt. I said that there is no critical thinking going on right now. So I think the book really outlines that there's no such thing as evil and greed and, and everyone's one thing. You are what you are. And I think Jake makes the point where money, money is just a tool. It's just energy. How you use it is all up to you. But I hate like when they start pitting one side against the other. And I think that book just outlines, and we have a lot of our core LLCs named after them because I think it's really cool. A lot of the different people that are working really hard. And I love the fact that in the book, you just see how hard a lot of these people work and, and the ingenuity that they have. And then you have the other class of people just trying to just trying to take it away. And you see that's what's happening in society right now. And sometimes when I read the book, I'm like, I'm just living this. It's just like I'm living a dream and it's, it's happening right now today. Think, think of the division of labor. Um, you know, we have one guy that, that paints, one guy that does paving. Otherwise, you have to do it all, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and we're able to focus on something that we're good at, uh, apply our strength finders, and, and really max out on what we're good at and, you know, see, compete. Who's, who's going to do really well at that? And then, or you can, you can dig your own ditch, you can lay your own bricks, you can build your own house, you can farm your own land, and everyone's doing the same thing. So it's, mm-hmm. that's that money allows us to focus on our strengths and, 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 you know, rise to levels that we wouldn't be able to do without others. And it actually brings people together. So it's just, if, if you're going to be, you know, someone that's deceitful, then, you know, you can use money as a, as a evil weapon, but it's, it's just like anything else. So. Yeah. And the book we're referencing is Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And, you know, when you read that book, you'll have to answer the question, who is John Galt? And it's a really good book <laughs> um, for sure. So. Uh, but to wrap up, what is advice that you guys would give a 20-year-old who is starting in business or real estate? For a 20-year-old, for me, really choose what niche you want to get into. I mean, if you don't have money, maybe a 20-year-old, it's a time to go out and get a real estate license. Maybe start wholesaling a couple of deals, start creating capital. Maybe you go out and get a license and just start selling real estate. I, I think that's a great way. I think for a 20-year-old, if they want to start house, start, I'm sorry. If they want to start house hacking, and and buy a duplex or a triplex, live in one of the units. That's phase one right there of financial freedom. You can live in one and and you know get income from the other two units and possibly get into phase two real quick when you're 20 years old. I think the most important thing is is what you did, Kyle. Go out there and read two books a week. Go out there and consume as much content. Fill your brain with as much knowledge as you can. And maybe you go out and seek a mentor. You either pay to play or you seek to serve. It's one or the other. I've done both in my life. I've paid a lot of money for my education. I could say investing instead of paying. But really, when you're 20 years old, you've got to go out there and you've got to try to learn as much as you can and try to create as much value for people as possible. Learn the ropes, learn the business, choose the niche, really focus on the niche. If it's single family homes and you don't think you can get into multifamily yet, then choose a single family home and, and, and do it. But I will tell you, you don't have to go with single family homes. Don't have that limiting belief of just, Hey, I can't get into commercial. You can get into commercial if you put your mind to it. Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, similar to what Gino said, number one, you need to decide what you want. 
And, and let's just assume you want to be a multifamily investor because I know a lot of folks listening are going to be. Mm-hmm. The first thing is decide what you want and then plant your flag. And what I mean by that is don't have get there itis. Plant your flag, find some way mm-hmm. to generate some sort of revenue that you can reinvest into multifamily. Took us t- basically two years to get that first deal, a total of five years to actually start making any money. So if you're 20, right? Say by 25, I'm going to start making a little bit of scratch here and know that there's going to be a five-year window that I'm going to swallow shit. And basically, at least that was our experience. That's what we're attempting to do with Jake and Gino, though, is shorten that learning curve. So for us, it took five years. Can you get there in three? That's what we're shooting for, right? To shorten that learning curve down to give you more years of your life because you don't know when you're going to hit, get hit by a bus, right? So it's like, let's try it because here's what we were saying earlier. You don't want to wait till you're 65 and hope I can kick my feet up at 65. That, that's a fool's game. And, and, you know, I'm sorry for the people that have went through it and done it, but I don't, you know, that's not what I want at least. So plant your flag, realize it's going to take time and don't veer off that path because that's the quickest way to a setback and to say, okay, well, it's, there's another shiny object over here I'm going to go after because that may be quicker. Dude, if you're 22, you were 20 and you invested two years and saw zero results, that's two years that you put in there. You're closer, you're more educated, and you're, you know where you're going. So take the time, take your lumps, and realize that all of a sudden, once you get into it, things will move quickly. And then all of a sudden, you're into it, and it's like, oh, man, I want to sell this deal. I've owned it for two or three years. Stick with that deal and don't sell it because as you go with it, the, the, the margins are going to start widening. So everything with multifamily is time, and that's what I'm realizing. So plant your flag if that's where you want to be. Have the long view. Hold your properties for as long as you can because that's when you're going to really see your margins start widening. Look, there's, there's deals. We've sold some smaller deals because it would have taken us 20 years you know, to get back what, you know, out of the cash flow. So we're saying, okay, look, let's sell that and reinvest in something bigger. But if you, you get these larger assets and they're cash flowing, they're hard to find. So, you know, don't kill the golden goose. Amazing. So where can people find you guys online if they want to get in contact with you guys? Yeah. So real easy. Go to Jake and it's A-N-D, jakeandgino.com and do forward slash honeybee. Uh, that's not the, so it's jakeandgino.com forward slash honeybee. And there you get uh, a free download. We talked about the credibility book earlier. You'll get our credibility book. So if you want to, you know, R&D that, you know, feel free. And we actually have uh, our new book, The Honeybee. You'll get free honeybee resources there. Gino did some videos. Uh, you can apply to work with our team, check out our podcast, and, uh, you know, check out, check out the YouTube page. It's all there. So. Awesome. And I just want to say thank you both for, you know, allowing me in that education program as a 20 year old. It really has changed my life probably more than anything I've done at this moment, you know, going from UC Davis and slaving away to my coach and also to my teachers and having absolutely no idea what to do to move forward. Um, And then being where I am now, it's just, just wanted to say thank you to really wrap this podcast up. Stay in the lane, man. Stay in your lane. So love that. Kyle, we want to thank you for having us on and just figure out what you want. You had clarity at 20 years old. Some of us have clarity at 40. Once you have that clarity, you're like, wow, game on. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle.